Welcome back to the Women of Marvel podcast, where we assemble to chat all things Marvel and more. Hey, guys, it's Judy. Hey, it's Sana. Um, I've lost my voice a little bit. You always lose your voice. I it's feel like I was, I was listening to some recent Women of Marvel podcast, and I was like, <laughs> oh, my God, Judy sounds super sexy, but also she's lost her voice. Thank you. <laughs> that compliment. Any, any listeners at home have advice for people who lose their voice a lot of, like, what I should do more often, I will take that. Uh, but anyways, I, I had too much fun at Pride this past weekend. So. Well, you know how I feel about people who lose their voices. I feel like it makes you sound so much more mysterious and interesting. So I'm definitely mysterious. <laughs> Very mysterious. Happy Pride! Happy Pride! Hope everyone had a safe and lovely Pride. Um, we had such an amazing experience bringing three of our queer creators to come join us. Yeah, we had Leah Williams, Teeny Howard, and Vida Ayala, and it was a really fun conversation. I learned a lot about them and have so much respect for just who they are as individuals. And of course, I love their work. So be sure to check it out and also go read all of the things that they're writing for us right now. But today we're actually really excited because we are welcoming Teresa McElroy to the podcast. She co-hosts Schmanners. Schmanners. Schmanners um, with her husband, Travis McElroy. And so the McElroys are now a part of the Marvel family. Uh, They joined us earlier this year to write the part of one of the War of the Realms books, which is War of the Realms Journey into Mystery. Mm. Um, and we actually wanted to have them by. Uh, Ryan ended up doing a fun podcast with Travis. And we wanted to talk to Teresa because I love listening to Schmanners. It's so interesting because it's like taking the idea of manners and history and then bringing it to like the modern day, which is such a strange subject to say. But <laughs> It's so much, so much of like manners have come from sort of the history over the years, specifically the Victorian age. And we sort of, uh, we got into a little bit to like different things, just like things like etiquette about like writing thank you notes. Like so many, so many of us don't know anything about that because none of, I mean, who, who owns a stamp anymore? I I mean, I don't write thank you notes. I usually like email or text thanks. With like an X, is that with an X? <laughs> so I don't have I don't have any schmanners, clearly. But listen, I grew up South Asian and brown, and we do things a little bit differently. We don't we didn't internalize the Victorian era manners. We do internalize. Things. We just feed people a lot. That's our that's our version of manners is just making sure people are constantly fed, even if, even if they're not hungry. I mean, I love being fed, so there's nothing wrong. There you with go. That. Yeah. So we all win. So, but it was so great to talk to Teresa because you know not only is she uh, a podcaster and does all the research for Schmanners, but she's a mom and she's a wife and she does such amazing job as that. And I feel like that's great to spotlight because women can be can be heroes in their own right in every way of life. So let's welcome Teresa to the podcast. Hi, Teresa. Welcome to the Women of Marvel. Well, thank you for having me. Hello. I want to say that I'm very excited to talk to you because you're one of the first like, fellow female podcasters we've had on in a while. Okay. Which, which I'm always excited to talk to other female podcasters because for those who don't do podcasts, it is a strange thing because you stand, you sit in a room sometimes by yourself, sometimes with someone else, and you talk. Yeah. But, but this idea that that like all these people are going to listen to you, but in the moment, it's very strange. It's almost like having a conversation with three people, but like a silent person, just kind of out in the distance that you're you're supposed to shout to every once in a while. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about Schmanners. Okay. And like, how did it come to be? Where did this, like, it's such an interesting idea. Well, so here's the thing. 
Um, my husband, Travis, has been podcasting for really as long as we've been together, eight-ish years. And people were always asking, why don't you two do a podcast? Why don't you two? And for a long time, we were like, yeah, we should. And then it just got dropped. There just wasn't anything. I think there wasn't anything that we had to say together for a while. And it really was Justin, his older brother, who gave us the idea with the podcast that he does with his wife, Sawbones. And he was like, hey, you guys should do something in this area. I don't know what it is, but use our formula of kind of like teaching the dumb husband. (laughs) (laughs) So Travis plays dumb. And I I wouldn't say dumb. What I'm going to say is he's – He's the comedy guy and I'm the straight man, right? So we still needed – we needed something, something like to, to knit it together because I didn't want to just educate him all the time. <laughs> like <laughs> what what exactly were we going to talk about? And it still took about a year to figure that out. And I think that it really came about because we had this great idea for one episode – uh, the thank you notes episode. Mm, yes. Um, because I write thank you notes. And as long as Travis and I have been together, I have been pushing and trying to get <laughs> him to write thank you notes. And it's come to the point where if I write the note, I can get him to sign it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like your podcast. <laughs> And that that was it. Like, I wanted to teach him about this is something that you can do. I'm not just telling you. Like, he felt very, uh, I don't know, intimidated by the idea of a thank you note. So that was the jumping off point for Schmanners. So where did the name Schmanners come from? I mean, it was mostly Travis. We were trying to think about something that was succinct, but wasn't so intimidating because etiquette and manners and things like that seem very kind of posh, right? So we had to like kind of knock it down a few notches, you know what I mean? So the the idea of like adding that kind of funniness to the name was in an attempt to make it feel accessible. I mean, it definitely does. The topics are, are very, are all very interesting and very broad from going from, you know, thank you notes, wedding invitations, Mm -hmm. like who do you tip, things like that, to things that are a little bit more not like nuanced, like tattoos, like the idea of like how do you talk to someone with tattoos and then and then also the wake episode, like, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously Halloween-themed wake episode, which yeah. I really enjoyed the little tidbits <laughs> at the top half, but it's, it's a mix of history mm-hmm. with sort of that etiquette world. Then you take great, like, questions from fans, like, mm-hmm. is... Are the questions from fans where the topics come from? Like, how do you guys decide on what you're going to talk about? Well, I think that the the core of etiquette and manners is really about relating to the world around you. And so that's that's highly cultural. So one of the things that I do is we really draw on our own experiences. We were having torrential downpour and... You know, you find yourself with an umbrella and rain boots and maybe a raincoat. And, like, I've covered my child's, like, stroller and, like, a plastic bag, like, all this kind of stuff. And that gave us the idea of what do we do with this? How does this work? Is someone else out there 
overwhelmed by all of this rainy day accoutrement, what can we get out of this? So that's how the Umbrella episode came about. Same thing with like the Halloween wake episode. We actually went to Ireland and we love to know about things. We love to do like historic tours. One of the things Travis and I love to do are like kind of um, home tours. So like when you set up a house to be more like a museum, you know what I mean? And so we just love to do that stuff. And we ended up on a whiskey tour where our really awesome guide talked about the idea of whiskey and wakes and things like that. So we get a lot of them from our real life. And I think that the reason that that works so well is because etiquette and manners are the way that you navigate your world. So we're just navigating our world and we want to share it with people. I mean, that's just so great that it's just a topic, a thought that we don't think about in normal day society until the moment where you're like, oh, do I need to do this thing? And so it is really interesting because the fans that write in with questions mm-hmm. are like questions that I was like, oh, oh, I never, I never thought of that. Oh, like, oh, yeah. Wait, what are they like? What are they actually going to say? So I, I think it's like very it's a I love it because it's a mix of history and I love history. Me too. And with this idea of society's expectations, which Absolutely. is it, like it can be intense if you don't know how to handle it. Mm-hmm. So let's talk a little bit about Marvel. So off off, ca- okay. off, off camera, off podcast, we were talking about <laughs> you grew up on sort of the X-Men animation and, and then obviously dived into the film world. Yes. Yes. I remember growing up like racing home from school. There was uh, Spider-Man on first and then X-Men on after that. And then I think maybe The Simpsons, which I wasn't allowed to watch. <laughs> oh, interesting. <laughs> Is it too much? It, I guess. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, of course, my younger sister, who's five years younger than me, never had any of those limitations. Oh, of course not. <laughs> of course not. Um, but so one of the things that I would do was we still had a landline. Um, And I would call my friend Paul and we would watch Spider-Man and X-Men together on the phone. Does that make sense? Yes, yes. So that that was kind of like my earliest foray into like superheroes and Marvel and stuff. But now I really do enjoy the movies. My favorite is probably Captain America, the one that came out with Chris Evans. It's really (laughs) nice. But we were also talking about this off mic. I have never seen Civil War because I don't like to see my friends fight. <laughs> I mean, that's a good point. It's, it's, it, is, it, it is an intense film because you, especially with, with the Marvel Cinematic Universe, you know, 10 plus years of these characters together, you bond with them while they're bonding with their fellow, like, mm-hmm. Avengers. So it is, it is like a thing where suddenly you're like, oh, I don't want to watch that because it's too much. I just want to watch the big happy family. <laughs> like like that, that great scene, Avengers, the first Avengers, where they're all, like, back to back and they're ready to fight, <gasps> yeah. the, to fight the alien hordes. And you're like, yes, I'm all for that. I mean, I definitely remember being in the film and, like, everyone in the film clapping like really loudly for that yeah. moment and it's a lot of our fans have bonded with these with these characters over time you know they have a history you know we're celebrating 80th anniversary here at Marvel but and in comics there's no expectation that you have to know the entire history and and i think that that is sort of sometimes that like that wall that blocks people off from possibly getting into comics or video games or marvel in general is i've that. certainly felt that i've certainly felt that way because of all the, the like the spider-man 
like it seems every couple years there's another Spider-Man movie, but there's more Spider-Man. And like that's why Into the Spider-Verse was so awesome for me because you got to see all these different these different incarnations that I never would have seen unless I read comics. Yeah, and it's hard because we produce anywhere from like 60 to 80 comics a month. You know, there's 80 years of history. Sometimes we're, you know, going back and changing history with time travel. And it can be very complicated. And especially when you, like, if you ever want, now we have like things like Marvel Unlimited. But if you wanted to go and read like the Fantastic Four number one or or like Spider-Man's first appearance, those comics are worth like, $100,000. $100,000. So you're obviously not going to have like the access to that. So it, it up until like recently when we have digital libraries, it wasn't a thing that was super accessible. I mean, I grew up obviously X-Men, mm-hmm. Spider-Man, animated shows, those were my things, but I didn't really start reading comics besides like Sunday morning comics like my my mom would like always like weekly strips. Yeah. yeah, my mom would always leave out the comic section to read because that was my thing I read and then obviously like Calvin and Hobbes and stuff like that mm-hmm. is, is a lot of like entrance but until I started working here 13 years ago I hadn't really ever read a comic and it's only through the accessibility of this building and, and these people that have helped me is the only way I know about comics because mm-hmm. you kind of need a friend or a family member or someone to help you to, to be show you open the door and show you the way you know, I actually, to hear you say that about, like, the, the weekly funnies, I was saying earlier that I didn't really read a lot of comics, but I guess that's not true. What I was thinking more of was graphic novels is something that I hadn't really gotten into. But like you said, I also read those comics, and they came out with those those books, right, where they just put the strips in kind of an episodic way, not, like, going to any kind of um, climax so I definitely I read those too. I had a Peanuts book, and I had a Calvin and Hobbes book. So yeah, I guess I read more comics than I thought. Yeah, I, I, most recently when we think of comics in popular culture right now, we all mean superhero comics. But there is, and obviously like Marvel and DC are the big two. We produce predominantly superhero comics. But in the 1940s, when comics really started becoming more of a thing. After the superhero boom sort of died away in, in the early 1950s, this entire other genres of comics came out. So there's romance comics. There's There was a lot of like military, like G.I. Joe type of stuff. So there's all this stuff that came out that we all sort of forgot about. Yeah. And indie comics have really brought it back as of late. They tell great stories that aren't always involving superheroes or people with powers. It's people who have normal jobs or it's things like... Garfield or like cats or like <laughs> or Dilbert or <laughs> yeah. I mean, I grew like talking about Dilbert. My mom is a computer science person, so she always would read Dilbert and she'd always laugh so loudly <laughs> <laughs> because they were like jokes that only made sense to her. They and I would like hitting all her buttons. Yeah. So I, and I, I think that that's sort of the interestingly idea of like is. Yes, comics are superhero comics, but they're also more and there's more accessibility. And even now you can, you know, there's not as many newspapers as they used to be, obviously, when we were growing up. But mm-hmm. I still come home and my parents still pull out the cartoons that I still the comics and I still look at them while I'm re- eating my cereal. <laughs> so I'm like eight again. I'm definitely in my 30s. <laughs> but yeah. It's always wonderful to time travel at, your, at the house you grew up in. <laughs> and also be fed by your parents. As you- <laughs> and I think for, you know, a lot of people who listen to this podcast are obviously comics fans and film fans. But I, I do want people to know that 
there there isn't you know like there is there is ways over that what you think is the wall I'm using quotations mm-hmm. to get into this fandom because it is really accessible and I, I, that's what I think feel like Schmanners is like a good interest like invite into these different topics that you may not necessarily yeah. be particularly interested in like not everyone loves tattoos but here's here's an episode about tattoos or ancient Egypt which I love ancient Egypt and I will definitely listen to all the things on ancient Egypt but there you go it's I mean especially when you start the top of the podcast with Travis being like I know these things and then you're like well that's mostly not true anymore <laughs> That's one of my favorite games to play. It's like, here's our topic. Can you tell me what you know about this topic? <laughs> Does, I love you gave him like a B minus. He didn't like that at no, all. No, <laughs> he did not like that. Well, you know, he's an overachiever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is. And it's also like there's so many things that we think we know mm-hmm. until we actually know. Yeah. So I think that that's also important. We we talk about that idea of cultural osmos- osmosis where this I think is the same with a lot of the superhero stuff is you feel like you know it, but you've never really done it yourself. And like that's that's something that creates a lot of um, I don't know, uh, maybe anxiety where people have been living in this kind of world for a while but they feel like everyone knows something that they don't but they only have a small idea i don't know like that's just one of the things we try and navigate yeah i mean for here we we have a we all work that inside a bubble here at marvel mm-hmm. and which is sometimes a, like a good thing sometimes it's the things we forget that sometimes this one weird nuanced thing that we know about a character, not everyone knows. And it's totally okay that not everyone knows, but we have to sometimes remember that and and think about it in the broader prospect of the content we're creating. So one of the topics that um, we we do like to talk about here is the idea, and we've we've had different like moms on, right? Mm-hmm. I think that there, and I wanted to talk to you about this specifically because I think that there's sort of a misconception for women that they can have a job and be a mom, but also they can just be a mom. Mm-hmm. So, like, how how do you sort of wrestle with still doing the podcast, but obviously loving your child and wanting to be a mom? Like, where do you struggle? Is this everything is, like, you figured it all out? Like, nobody has ever figured it all out. <laughs> just want to say that real quick. Um, I guess I, guess I feel like I, I have a very special circumstance because my work is my family and my family is my work. So there really doesn't – it doesn't feel like there's any kind of separation. We take our daughter everywhere we all go. Um, she's a great traveler and she, you know, only woke us up at 7 a.m. this morning and <laughs> – Instead of what I hear sometimes can be 5.30. So I hmm, I never really think about any kind of balancing because I hold it all at the same time. Do you know what I mean? And I'm also very fortunate to be supported by this this family network that we have. So there's always someone else to take a turn as when we travel, when we when we go places and I get to stay home most days with BB and the work that I do, I'm going to use some air quotes there, <laughs> uh, takes like an hour and a half, two hours a week. So gosh, I live a life of leisure, I feel like. <laughs> well, and I think that that's, and you know, also there's that other idea for women that 
it's not okay to be a stay-at-home mom right. because we're like rebelling against this like 1950s ideal. Mm-hmm. But yet for many women, they want to stay home and raise their kids and and you know, they are obviously uh, in a situation where they can do that and that's great, mm-hmm. but also understanding that there are women who want to work. I feel like us as women have to find that way where we are okay with women choosing the life they want to choose. Absolutely. And I recall reading a really great article about if you parceled out all of the individual jobs that like a stay-at-home parent does, cooking, cleaning, chauffeuring, teaching, like if you parceled that all out by salary, by hour, this is a a very expensive (laughs) position, (laughs) you know? Like you're like, um, I think it was something – not even middle management, like executive level salary for all of these things added together. So it's not that stay-at-home moms or stay-at-home parents don't work. It's that their work lasts all day and all night. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, it's it's definitely something interesting to think about because my parents both worked. I was the first kid dropped off at daycare. I was the last kid picked up. So I grew up in that lifestyle. But Looking at it later, there were things that because my parents worked so hard for me to obviously be where I am today, I missed out a lot of things that I wish I kind of had with my parents that like, I mean, obviously, we can't all have everything, you know, but I I do see that why why moms and dads both want to stay home with Mm -hmm. their kids. And I get it. Like, it totally makes sense to be able to be there for their first step and their first word, but also to help them and do things with them that you wouldn't think that you like I was always like a mature kid so I was like I don't need my parents but now I'm like oh there's some things I wish my parents were there for (laughs) but yeah it is very interesting to to think about the cleaning the the day-to-day life right and especially with a kid where you can't really leave like depending until they're old enough you can't really leave them alone in a room by themselves Mm -hmm. you can't even like let them sit in a chair by themselves until they like (laughs) know they won't fall out of it (laughs) That to me is mind boggling. That like my my best friend has a fourteen month old, and like she we sit her like in the stroller, and everyone has to watch her because just in case she may fall out of the stroller, oh. or like or when we go shopping at IKEA, we were talking about IKEA, like uh like you know it was my job to like hang out at the shopping cart because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. she could fall out because yeah. she doesn't know. That's so that's one of the great things about about kids. Uh, they have no fear of death, <laughs> not not for a while at least. So. If only we could go back to that <laughs> mystical dream world where we got to take naps twice a day and yes. <laughs> not pay bills. Well, eventually they will learn not to fall out of things and fall off of things. <laughs> and I guess as a parent, you'll also get more used to them falling. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I remember the first the first kind of head first dive off of a couch that I, I put her on for just a second. You like... You take a breath, and then they're on the ground. Um, and, oh, man, I remember it like it was yesterday. She, like, hit the top of her head, and her neck looked like it bent. And then Ooh. she didn't cry for a second, and then she screamed. And I was like, oh, my gosh, we need to call the doctor. I need to take her in. And I did finally uh, get an appointment that day after calling the doctor's office. Like, have you had any? Do you have any, Do you have a second? Do you have a second we can bring her in? 
And uh, we saw the doctor and, you know, looked for a concussion, no concussion. And she was like, you know, they're real bendy. If you think about like a, a really green sapling, like a new tree, you can kind of like pull it down to the ground and it snaps right back. That's how that's how kids bones are. Well, uh, uh, one of the other things we like to ask people about is sort of like I- the idea of uh, advice for those who want to start podcasts. Because I think podcasts are a really attainable way to like start a thing, whatever that is. Just is it a family friend like stuff that what you guys do or is it like a business? Like do you have any advice for people who want to start their own podcast? I would say the best thing to do is to talk about something you're already doing. So, like, I said that Travis and I love to go to these kind of, like, house museums or whatever. We went to a really cool one in Sandusky, Ohio. And that really started off as kind of like, oh, this is, like, a weird way to kill time or whatever. But now we love to do, like, distillery tours and castle tours. And there's a tea parlor down the street from our hotel that we have an appointment at. And we're just – so those were the kind of things we were already doing, we were already talking about. And that's made it so much easier to do it in front of a microphone. I feel like if you pick a topic or kind of a genre that you're really not into or familiar with, that's really what turns it into a a grind. But if you are already there, I would be talking to Travis anyway. (laughs) (laughs) And that's really what makes it fit into your life so much better. I mean, yeah, find the passion, the project, because... If you have passion for it, it'll keep you going. Especially absolutely because podcasts can seem like they're they're pretty easy to do on the, on the grand scheme of things, but there's mm-hmm. still a lot of work. I mean, the amount of research that you have to put in for an episode of Schmanners, plus you know scheduling and then editing and then posting. It's right. It's not super tedious, but is it? Just remember when you're doing a podcast, the passion will keep you. Well, I want to thank you for joining me, Teresa. This was so great. Thank you for having me. So make sure you guys go check out Schmanners. Where can they find it? Um, You can find it at MaximumFun.org. And you can find all of the McElroy content at McElroy.family. Well, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. Thanks again to Teresa for joining us. Make sure you guys go listen to Schmanners. Uh, You can get it wherever you get your podcasts. And we've got some quick, exciting housekeeping. We are two weeks out from San Diego Comic-Con. And, of course, the women of Marvel will be there. And we're going to be throwing a big party. First up is our stage show, which is Friday at 2.30 p.m. at the Marvel booth. We're going to be playing some games with some fun fans. So if you want to be a part of the game, make sure you get there early. But we'll have some fun stuff to uh, give out to some uh, uh, lovely listeners. And then on Saturday at 10 a.m. will be our 10th anniversary panel so make sure you guys are keeping your calendars up to date this year because we want to do a big splash of a panel and it will be on Saturday and not Sunday and it'll be 90 minutes so it's 10 a.m. to 11:30 a.m. and we should be announcing um, some fun panelists soon yeah we're gonna be doing a big to-do everything happening party boo 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 you love that sound boo, boo, boo. I, I, I was gonna do it again and I was afraid of making a Star Wars big, boo, boo, noise. Yeah, boo boo Pew, pew, pew. That's not pew, pew. <laughs> that's definitely, that's like a laser noise. Lasers. <laughs> Is it? Bah, 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 bah. Is that it? Yeah, that's, no, the, like, that the, that's like the at foghorn noise thing. 
Um, so hopefully we see you guys at San Diego Comic-Con. If not, make sure you tune into all of the channels because Instagram, we're going to be posting stuff all throughout the weekend at The Woman of Marvel. And we're going to have the panel um, as the podcast the following week. So you'll be able to tune in no matter if you can make it or not. So I think that's it. Hopefully everyone is going to have a fun holiday weekend this weekend. If you're celebrating, it is the 4th of July. Enjoy your fireworks and your barbecue. Yeah, eat some burgers, you know, or, you know, plant-based burgers, whatever kind of burgers you like. Eat burgers, eat hot dogs, corn on the cob. It's my favorite. Listen, food-based holidays. I know. I feel like we could have a conversation about condiments and then like, oh no, I've learned that a lot of my friends don't like condiments, but that's all I have in my fridge. It's just (laughs) just condiments. That says so much about you. Oh yeah. (laughs) Capsulate sauna. Just look at her fridge. (laughs) Well, hopefully everyone has a lovely long weekend and we'll see you guys next time. This is Marvel, your universe.